coming to you from the City of Angels. You're tuned in to Rob Save Sports, your daily dose for all things LA sports. Join us and let's save sports one podcast at a time. Now, your host, Robert Yamagata. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Rob Safe Sports Podcast. And we got a bunch of Clipper news to talk about. A little bit of my take on the Kyrie Irving situation and see how that's progressing. So the Clippers were off to a rocky start. They were two and six. They were two and four to start the season. They have come back all the way and have won four out of their last five games and beat one of the better teams in the East in the Cavs recently. And it seems like over the past five, four or five games, they've been able to have much better overall games as far as offensively and, and defensively as well. You know, even with their struggles to the start of the season, their defense has been very good from the start, which is a positive thing to look at. Having that be consistent on defense because if shots don't fall the defense will always keep you in games and I think there were uh, multiple games that they probably could have won but their inability to hit shots or their the offense that they ran seemed to not have been as smooth as it's been in the past and you know whether or not that's with Kawhi out of the rotation after being in it to start the season with the amount of depth that the team has, that individuals need to adjust to what the role is. And especially with Kawhi out, you're kind of wondering what your role is with him. And now that he's gone, you have to readjust to your role without him. So that was probably going to, that probably took a lot more time than what a lot of us expected. There's a lot of, you know, frustration with how the season's going, which is completely fine. You know, we were expected to be a top team coming out of the gate even based on the schedule itself because the schedule was not that difficult uh, from the start there were a handful of games that we probably would have won we should have won but we lost to uh, a couple of inferior teams but you know we can't harp on the past games that we had we have made strides and made progress it's not the progress that we should want for this team because we understand what the goal is for this team but uh, just going by individual players, uh, Paul George has been the star that the Clippers need. He has been super aggressive and being that type of star that the Clippers need during the stretch where Kawhi cannot be on the court. He's showing it. He's more confident with the shot, getting to the basket. Defense is still at an at elite level. And it's good to see because... During the press conference when they were losing, you know, he took it upon himself to be the guy as long as Kawhi is out. And I think that even with when Kawhi comes back, I think the easier transition for him is to have PG still run a lot of the offense. I think making sure that Paul George leads the team so that Kawhi can fit into the system that they've already built with PG as a number one guy i think there should be a discussion between the two Kawhi and pg where pg can be the main option and you know we've already seen Kawhi can be can be able to close and be able to finish games at an elite level and so hopefully 
hopefully the case is he can come back soon. You know, we the Clippers have been always pretty much in the dark as far as deciding whether or not how the injury or how the rehab is processing. You know, he was able to get almost a year and a half off of his ACL surgery. And like normally when guys have that surgery, it's going to take about a year just for it to feel to feel that you can explode off that knee that had surgery. Hopefully it's just going to need to take a little bit more time to get it right. I don't want to be too worried about it. I feel it's still early in the season. Would I have liked to have Kawhi for a longer period of the season? I would have suggested if he can play 60, around 60 games, I think that would probably be the most positive positive amount of games that he could play. I'm more leaning towards maybe around 50 or so, but the ceiling that this Clippers team have, it only goes higher with Kawhi in the lineup. And I know, I know <laughs> we've seen it with people, you know, criticizing Kawhi already starting the fake drama with him and the medical staff where they're not letting him play and he wants to play which i would just err on the side of caution with going towards the medical staff you know obviously we can be have disagreements on the people running the medical staff but ultimately Kawhi knows what his injury is and the medical team knows how the injury is and we can only trust that Kawhi and the medical team understand what they're doing and what the process is. It could be a little annoying and frustrating that we don't really know a set time of when he will come back. It feels like he will come back shortly, but hopefully that's a more positive sign that I'm looking into it because I know I know there's a lot of people who who might be a little bit more uh, negative on the situation just based off his injury history alone, but. It becomes it becomes like a not not fun to watch when there's too much negativity going around team players. It's okay to criticize the team and how they're playing and just criticizing players, but when it gets to a point where you're kind of negative in a way, where you're attacking their character or you're going after the family members, like that type of bullying or criticism feels feels unwarranted a lot and i think now i try i try really hard not to get involved in a lot of the stuff for people are saying because honestly it doesn't really matter what they say we're trying to trust the clippers we've trusted them this entire time while he's been on the team and although it hasn't worked out for the time that he's been here there have been opportunities for us and we just haven't been able to close it but with this franchise, to be able to say that there's a, we are building a culture and a franchise that has the possibility of winning its first title in their franchise, you know, there's a lot of expectation going into it. There's a lot of don't want to try and play catch up throughout the season when other teams have a bit more chemistry and have a bit more understand what their roles are. But... We're just going to have to figure out how it's going to go. You know, I want to be a little bit more optimistic than most. And if people don't like that, then, you know, that's fine. I'm not going to, like, go into an argument with you about how angry or how 
positive you should be because fans should be able to react how they want to and then whatever this case is there are gonna be moments where i'm just not gonna i'm just not gonna deal with those people or interact with those people you know protect protect your mental health a lot of this stuff if you're not personally invested into it you know it could mess up your head it could ruin your day it could do all these other things but you know try try to focus on other things try to focus on other things that you know have a more positive impact on your life i think i'm choosing to be more like that obviously i'm gonna root for this team this is my team that i root for and you know the struggles are disappointing it's frustrating but i have trust in the team and the organization that they're gonna get better to point out some of the positive even more positives you know i am very excited about how well uh, Ivica Zubak has played during the start of the season. You know, he's had a, a couple, you know, a couple clunkers, but overall he has been probably their second most important player on the team as far as being the only center on the team, going up against the opposing centers, being the guy that anchors the defense, and being the guy who protects the rim, which even with the stats and looking into the advanced stats, he is a top center defensively. You know, averaging two and a half blocks, averaging 11 rebounds a game. You know, he's averaged the most minutes he's ever had his entire career, about 30 minutes a game, which I said that, you know, when the season starts, I want to see how well Zoo does with an even more extended minutes and a heavier workload and he's showing a lot that I was hoping he could be being a factor on offense being an anchor on defense it's been impressive to see and been very encouraging sight with him and I think with Kawhi and Paul George being able to give him good looks being a really good screener it's only going to get better when he comes back so Zoo has been extremely valuable for this team Am I still worried that they need to get another center? Uh, possibly. I feel like they still need one. It probably would help a lot. But overall, he has provided the type of production that you need from your starting center. Yeah, so with the with the other guys, I'm not too worried about the shooting because a lot of the guys are above average three-point shooters. And so even if they go to just their average, as far as career shooting percentage, it shouldn't be too much of an issue. I think the shooting has been a lot better the past couple games. Uh, Norman Powell has been a above average shooter his entire career, so I can only assume that the percentage he has right now to start is just going to go up because there's no way that he's going to shoot below 30% for the whole season, um, especially Reggie Jackson, uh, Terrence Mann, and yeah, the the John Wall situation, the, the thing I was worried about is, you know, because he's not a good shooter, is it possible, I think for him to raise his ceiling, he kind of needs to be at least an average or a little bit below average shooter for this team. And right now he's about 21% from three, which is very bad. It's really bad. It's, it's going to if it won't if it's not going to get better it's going to be a much bigger factor when they're playing good teams 
and they have him on the court because they will force him to shoot threes and he's going to need to make them and be a much better three-point shooter because he does a lot of good stuff also you know as far as playmaking getting to the basket excellent in transition and a solid defender there's a lot of good things that he does and hopefully those other weaknesses he can get better at because that's going to be it's going to determine how much he's going to play in the closing lineups so like individually a lot of these guys some of these guys have had good starts some of them have not i think we're seeing i think we're seeing guys individually getting better which is ultimately going to help the overall team with their defense and just like their offense in general because if you're struggling to make shots it's going to be a struggle for your offense to make shots at a high level you know if you can't make jump shots or spread the floor it's going to be harder to manufacture buckets when everyone's packed in the paint and you're not able to hit your three-point shots but it's going to get better it's gotten better the past couple games so we're going to see how it's going there's a lot more good and positive stuff the past uh, couple games you know we're on a good roll right now and you know it can only get better uh the next is the Kyrie situation i've thought about it considering the type of material that's involved in the situation i'm always wondering like what what my observation is talking about these issues that don't affect me or my race there's a lot of stuff that that i feel i can connect with as far as the stereotypes the the rage that people put on even though if it's not personally a person but just a group that people have clinged to as being against them and that's i feel like the whole Kyrie situation is just i feel Kyrie has been misguided in blaming a certain race to lift up you know a race his race that that has been affected extremely in the past has been held down to a standard where they're affected on a daily basis that type of oppression can can be daunting a lot you're at a point where everyone's against you a lot of people are not in the position to get you to succeed and that could cause a lot of anger that can cause a lot of frustration i think the frustration led to him down a path where trying to uh bring other people down to lift themselves up especially when your evidence is based off a doc from alex jones when you know who alex jones is you understand the type of person and the type of information that he presents which is not real it feels like sometimes celebrities athletes people who are famous are can be misguided at times and trying in part where they think they're doing the right thing but ultimately it's not making it's not making the situation any better because you know we already saw it in the past with the COVID-19 situation you saw hate crimes from Asian Americans increase not just not just 
because of people directly saying that Asians are the cause of it, but it was just indirectly spoken and a lot of people use that frustration against one uh, ethnicity. And then we're seeing it now, even though he's not in, he's not directly saying the conspiracy about Jewish people, there has been an increase in anti-Semitic uh, hate throughout the country. That's probably, you know, that's not, I don't think that was his intention, but I think he should have realized the type of language or the type of rhetoric he was using to spark that kind of outrage or that kind of hate that's, let's be honest, has been there and is still there. It was just amplified because of a guy who has a lot of social media presence. And so a lot of people have are influenced by what he says and what he stands for. Because a lot of the stuff that he does is good. He's done a whole bunch of charity work to help a lot of people in need. Those things don't balance or counteract the actions that he did uh, recently. People aren't, you know, people aren't supposed to be perfect, but I think you just have to be more cognizant of the stuff that you're posting and the stuff that you're preaching to a large group of people. In my opinion, I don't think, I don't think Kyrie is a bad person. I think there's a lot of misguided frustration that is being placed on people that one like don't deserve it and it's it can be extremely dangerous as we've we've already seen you know the past several years because of the uh our environment today in society and so hopefully i'm hoping that this doesn't make him you know a symbol of whatever people on a symbol of you know being canceled or whatever because he's not being to be canceled there's nothing nothing's gonna happen to him he's still a millionaire athlete and he's going to be able to live his life hopefully he'll do it in a way that's more he's just more aware of the stuff that he's posting because if you're not even aware of the stuff that was in it in the doc then I don't understand why you would post it in the beginning and then say you're not promoting it but you put it on your social media account when you have millions of followers but you're saying that you're not promoting stuff but what about the other posts that you have on your account is that are you is that just for yourself or is that for people to either be inspired by or to be or think about just I don't know it's just just maybe overlooking the type of maybe overlooking the type of consequences that it could happen because I think a lot of people don't understand that where you're allowed to say whatever you want but then there are consequences for the stuff that you say and maybe people aren't too happy about that but maybe people do need to understand that you need to be you need to think about the stuff that you say the stuff that you post the stuff that you promote because obviously you're not going to please everybody but when things involve hatred towards 
other groups of people, that's where it could be extremely dangerous and just flat out wrong. And so, you know, even though it's been a while since the initial posts happened, I was trying to figure out what uh, what to say. You know, it cut. It maybe felt like I was rambling a little bit, but just had it had it on my mind and kind of needed to digest everything and kind of give my per- perspective on it. Cause you know, I don't not I'm not I don't claim to know everything, but I I want to believe that I have have a good sense of where people are coming from. You know, and hopefully he does the right thing. Hopefully there's hopefully there's a situation where he could elaborate more on what he's actually uh, talking about, because there are some things that that make uh, you know that there are issues that need to be tackled, but you got to do it in a much smarter way, a much better way that people can understand correctly but you know the NBA is back drama free like always and (laughs) we are just about a little bit less than a month in so we are going to see how this goes and how this season is going to go because I can tell you there's never a dull moment in the NBA right now Never a dull moment. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Rob Say Source Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you see this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts, please rate five stars. And we will see you next time on the Rob Say Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening to Rob Save Sports. Saving sports one podcast at a time. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. To connect with Rob, visit us on social media at Rob Save Sports. We'll see you next time.